Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Nelly back with you again. Uh, somehow Nelly managed to win a draft. Good for you, buddy. Uh, but we got another draft coming tonight. This is a good one. These guys don't know. I just thought of it off my noggin, which might be a good thing, might not be. Either way. Um, and then we also have 2024 wide receivers that we have to talk about. Um, yeah, we're getting deep into the 2024 time because uh, your your Devi drafts are going to kick off soon. And if you're just joining Devi leagues, like you're going to be doing some drafts over the next couple of months. We have the 24 wide receivers to hit. We're also going to hit some 25 guys. Uh, so so watch out for that. And uh, we're going to talk you through all that. But first, let's do a draft. Are you ready? This is the only. This is the category, and you can draft anything underneath it. Okay. <laughs> Gas station snacks. Great category. Thank you. All right. Oh, my God. Uh, there's a lot that fits underneath that. Yeah, I was going to say, that is... I, I'll, uh, I'll take the first pick, if uh, you let me. Yeah, be yeah, my guess. Down. Okay, beef jerky. It's a good that, that I think that's the one one. Also, I just love beef jerky. Like it's so good. Um, so love it. Oh my gosh. Now you you want to go next or you want uh um Yeah. I'm gonna write I down my go sleeper and hopefully no one takes it. Um I mean, they're like subcategories, right? So I'm trying to think of like, I think the best chocolate bar by far is the Snickers bar. So yeah. I think I'll take a Snickers here at the 102. Great pick. Great pick. That's one of Thank the few you, times Kane. you'll ever hear me say that. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> We're doing a great job so far, you and I. <laughs> With two good picks. Shane? I, I, I feel like I'm going to drop the ball here. I feel like this is getting, this is getting saucy. Uh, all right, look, look, I'm just going to go with what I get at, you know, when I go to a gas station. So the 103, I'm going to take hot fries. That's usually my go-to at the gas station. Handicap, hot fries. Okay. I, I was no, going to ask a clarifying question, but you clarified it yourself. There we go. Look, yes, okay. that is the, the official brand okay. of the hot fries. Uh, the 201, I think I'm going to go candy as well. I think I'm going to go Reese's. That's usually the candy I get at the gas station. That's such a good candy. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It is. It is. I love Reese's. It's probably my favorite chocolate. It's harder to eat a Reese's when you're driving than it is to eat like a regular, regular 
chocolate bar. Take I that. hate I'm not peanut butter, but the Reese's is incredible. I agree with you. In it. I'm not. I don't. That doesn't necessarily. You could be on a road trip and not be driving, so this could be irrelevant. But yep. I think when I'm thinking specifically road trips, that's that would be why I went snickers over yeah you want Reese's. like a a driving food yeah i get, yeah. I, I get that yeah yeah I, I like keeping the hands clean though so i like the little you know brown like so cup, so you know when you do it do you just like push up the bottom and put the whole thing into your mouth so you're and then you're yeah how many clean? bites does it take you to eat a reese's cup a single if it's wow, frozen that's two. crazy behavior if it's frozen two <laughs> You can't I, talk I, for a minute working through the I'll, peanut butter. I'll, I'll usually do two, but I mean, the, the whole bite's not a bad call. Like, I, don't think, I, I don't do think three. I do three. I'm oh. a three-biter. <laughs> All right. I think this pick, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, then you should. Um, the best it. chip, and this is like purely, like you don't get this in grocery stores. You only get it in gas stations. It's the Ruffles Cheddar and Sour Cream. It's the orange bag, orange and white bag. Like I uh, love that. You can get that in grocery stores. Yeah, you can, but that. you don't. Like you only yes, get that. Okay. For me, like I've never once had them in my home on the shelf, but like it's my go-to chip if I'm hitting a gas station. Uh, you, I have two banger back-to-back picks here. Um, I'm going to take sour gummy worms. Yeah, man, that's a good one. I love sour gummy worms. And then I'm also going to take Doritos. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Like, you might have taken so many good things this. can happen. Like, you got, oh, if I get those three on a road trip, that's like a four-hour road trip with those three. Even though I can eat them in, like, three minutes. But, what was your second pick? Uh, sour gummy worms. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good one. They're good. For me, that but that's my go-to. That's a from yeah. the heart pick. Like my wife and I, we always grab, and then we split the sour gummy worms. That's that's just what we always do. It's our thing. I think you could. There are like so many good picks that like it's hard to go wrong here. So like that's if true. you do go wrong, it hurts your draft more than if you make like a, a pick that most people agree with. So that puts a lot of pressure on me because, oh uh, jeez. Um, I might go with another chip. There's a good one just sitting there. Ugh, my I know favorite Shane won't take it. You know what? Well, eh. all right, I'm going Lay's sour cream and onion. How how many sour cream chips do you need? I know that's the problem. They're a little bit similar, but the the cheddar makes a big difference on the ruffles. And the lays the lays are thinner. The ruffles are are um, are ridged, so they're they're different. I wouldn't get both, but that's my second favorite chip. In my research, ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream is the best chip out there. Like just in general, that is the best potato chip. Yeah, my problem is the candies I like because I'm a big I. I Candy is my go-to. I'm, I have a big sweet tooth, but they're the candies I like are kind of. I could get those in the last couple of rounds. Mm. Hey, how many rounds are we doing here? This is at least five. I think we have to yeah. stick to five. We have to make tough decisions at the end. Oh my goodness, this is pretty. So we're gonna go. Okay, uh, three oh three, and you know what? Uh, Kane, Kane, and my road trip to. Uh, Canton, I think, sealed this one. I'm taking Cosmic Brownies at 303. 
Ooh, God, I love fun. a cosmic breath. That's a, I, I, that's a fun that's, pick. That's such a good road trip. Like, <laughs> oh, God, I, love I love it. Oh my God, they're so good. I have another. I have another one, but it's it's similar to my first pick, though. I take uh, it. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go flaming hot Cheetos. There it is. That's what I thought Nelly was going to pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just too much value here. It does not make my draft very well-rounded, but that's fine. Um, All right, I have to go candy here. Those were good picks, by the way. This, I mean, I don't think anyone's missed yet. Um, I might. I think I'm going to go with the superior sour candy. I'm going to go just regular Sour Patch Kids. I, I think those are better than – I like sour gum. I mean, how do you not like sour gummy worms? I like these more. There's a little bit more flavor diversity. Um, they're, they're also a little bit more sour, so it makes you eat it slower. They are a better – they're a superior candy, but not at a gas station for whatever reason in my head. Hmm. That's fair. But that's normally that's the candy I get at the uh, movie theater. Yeah, normally is Sour Patch Kids. Yes, always. Great, great point. Uh, this, is, so, this is so agreeable. Uh, this is where things might fall off in our agreeability. Um, now, Shane, you have eaten meals with me before. You know how much I like food in general. Yes. Um, if out of the three of us, if anyone's going to take hot dogs. It's going to be me. <laughs> a gas station hot dog is just below a hot dog at a sporting event for me. <laughs> like, for whatever. And I know it's disgusting. Right? I don't know how long they've been on that roller. But they're going but, in my mouth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> God, I love hot dogs. Uh, and this is a truly from-the-heart pick uh, in the fifth one because... Uh, if I'm by myself, I normally get it, and sometimes I'll get it if I'm with Whitney, too, and she won't eat it. And this is very specific. So it's the Snyder of Hanover Honey Mustard and Onion Pretzel Bits. Okay. Say um, it again? What was it? Stein- so the brand is Snyder of Hanover. Okay. And it's the honey, honey mustard and onion flavor. Onion, okay. I don't know if I've had that. Yeah, yeah like, I uh, have no pretzel comments. pizzas. Yeah, okay. I, it's coming back to me. It, they're so good. I well, love them. It's good. I'm glad you went with your heart because I think you started out strong, but I think you opened up the door if, if either Shane or I finished. Finish hot dog's there. pretty good, though. Hot dog's pretty I would have taken hot dog. On do you, do you get it off the roller? You have to put it Hell in a yeah. in a bun. Hell I've never done yeah. that. I'm not. I'm not oh gonna lie. I've never God. done that. Oh you it once. You you have one. You have one gas station hot dog, and you're yeah, gonna like, be like, I could have been doing this. That's pretty good. Well, my the majority of my gas station stops in my life have been Wawa's, and Wawa has really good hot food. So like, I've never like gone with a hot dog because there were better options oh yeah i'm i'm in like the really small towns where all they have is a hot dog roller and i'm like that'll work yeah two dogs for like three bucks oh yeah Easy. oh i get it for sure i get it 
Um, all right, I'm going truly from the heart here with my fifth round pick. I would be surprised if either of you know what this is. Um, I love this is another candy. I love sweet tart ropes, the cherry flavored. They're in they come in like a flat pink bag. I'm aware. Uh, there's like yeah, for those who aren't aware, it's like a licorice outside and like a sour cherry flavored inside. They're it's almost so like a good. gummy inside. Like the yeah. whole thing is gummy-ish, but it's like more tacky almost inside. Yeah. It's almost I I get it every single time I go to a gas station. It like got to a point where it got like it my brother came to visit me this past weekend. He stopped at the gas station. He got me a couple bags of this and it was like a a, a token of a, of acceptance. Like it's just it's my gas station food. Yeah. I don't I, hey, you, everyone has like a a from the heart pick. Right? Like you'll get those ropes. You're going to catch me eating pretzel bits. Yeah. <laughs> Do I eat any other pretzels? No. Only soft pretzels. I'll eat a soft pretzel every once in a while. But, like, you're not going to catch me eating, like, just pretzels normally. But, like, I'll eat these by the ton. What do you got here, Shane? Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, I'm, I'm really between two things. Uh, and they're wildly different. I don't know if I want, like an actual yeah you know what i'm I'm gonna go for an actual food like probably the only other thing i've eaten outside of biscuits a and gravy from a gas station. <laughs> yeah i'll go i'll go nachos uh that's probably the only other thing i've eaten at a gas station outside of hot dogs is gas station nachos it's like you can't really go wrong right you get like the cheap yellow you know corn chips and the the you know nacho cheese it's good you can hold it in the car Dip, it's great. Do you know what I will tell you uh, is not a great choice from a small town gas station? Now, this to you guys, this might be a no-brainer. To me, it wasn't, but I learned the lesson about eight minutes later. I got some. I got a six-pack of deviled eggs from the gas station. Oh my god, that's (laughs) awful! Wow, that is the worst thing you can get. You Uh, actually can do that, Wawa, and. And I think not regret it afterwards. See, here's the problem: is I hammered a quick three four. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. That's such a weird decision. You want to know the worst part? And what should have given me more pause? They were half off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yo, but like, in my the- in my mind, oh. it's like God. I love deviled eggs. They're half off. I gotta half get them. Yeah. One left. Oh my goodness! And so. I got it, and I had probably three or four, and then my stomach t- started to turn. And from the gas station to my mom's house, 15 miles. Oh, no. And I was about eight miles in. You can use your imagination there. <laughs> so do you know what I did? I hit the other two deviled eggs. I was in this far, right? Like, I'm already in. What's two more deviled eggs going to do to me? You know? Nothing. And then I did make it to my mom's house, and then I died. Um, That's fair. But let's recap here. I had the 101, my team, beef jerky, sour gummy worms, Doritos, hot dogs, Snyder of Hanover, honey mustard and onion, pretzel bits. I don't know how I'm going to fit that on the graphic. <laughs> I know. That's going to be tough. Um, uh, Nelly had the, uh, the second pick. Started Snickers, Ruffles, Cheddar, and Sour Cream. 
Lay's Sour Cream and Onion, Sour Patch Kids, and Sweet Tart, che- Sweet Tart Cherry Ropes. Uh, Shane goes uh, mind-boggling hot fries to kick us off. Reese's <laughs> Cosmic Brownies, Flaming Hot Cheetos, and Nachos. Shane, you draft with your heart today. I was- yeah, I did. You know, you, didn't like, you don't like Andy Capps hot fries? I don't think I do. I've ever gotten a single thing on your list from a gas station, Shane. What? What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm oh going to be God. honest. I just Sour Patch Kids to me don't scream gas station. Mm. I don't know what it is. But Can I? I have a couple pretty big honorable mentions. I, I actually wish I drafted this instead of uh, Sour Cream and Onion. I wish I went. Um, yeah, yeah, tuna can. Uh no um the the what's it, why can't, the cheddar uh, popcorn why can't I think of it the um uh, in the black bag oh smart food yeah smart cheddar. smart food popcorn the white cheddar I, one yeah the white cheddar one I think that's a good pick Wawa has uh buffalo chicken nuggets that you can get pre made at the counter that are so good that would be my hot Wawa. food of choice Shane hasn't taken me to a Wawa. Well, there's no wild. They're not here. really Wawa's in Western PA. Pringles, Pringles are good, and Zowers are another good. Uh, I yeah. think of that as like a gas station candy. I, I was surprised Kane didn't take Pringles because uh, he can't fit his hand into the can as he tweeted <laughs> the other day. I just want to let you know if that if that tube was bigger, they'd corner the chip market. <laughs> <laughs> then the chips would be too big for your mouth. Don't care. <laughs> I almost took a oh, Slurpee with my last oh. pick. I, I feel like Slurpee is is the classic. That's yeah, that's good. Um, I I thought about taking Funyuns. Yeah. With the fist pick. What about Bugles? Bugles? No. Those are good. I like Bugles. <laughs> no. I'm surprised no one drafted any sort of nut. Or like a sour or, or a sunflower mix. seeds. Um, Real mix was in consideration. And what about the pickle bags? The bags of sliced pickles. Absolutely fucking not. Yeah, that I is don't. Nasty. I, I don't like pickles, but that is a Same. people who like pickles always get that from the gas station. Uh, if I had to go just a straight nut, uh, the honey roasted peanuts or honey roasted cashews. Mm. Yeah, honey roasted all day. Yeah, it's it's very good. Um, if I was going just regional, I would have taken the breakfast pizza at Casey's because, whoo, it I've heard good things. I would have taken those deviled eggs then. <laughs> good luck, brother. <laughs> You're going to need it. Yeah, I It turned my stomach to something that uh, I didn't know was possible. You get the devil inside you in your stomach. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but I would rather have a gas station hot dog than like gas station pizza or something. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. There's like, less variance. Yeah, it, even if it's like old, it's still a hot dog. It's just dry, just a dry hot dog. And yeah, like the ends of the buns are going to be hard, but like Part work through it. Yeah. Work through it. Shane, <laughs> I was one thing I was surprised about is no one took uh, a beverage of any kind. I know. I almost took the Slurpee, but yeah, it was. But to me, that's not a like. There's no snack beverage. 
right? It's like right. I'm gonna just get a beverage that either has caffeine in it or it doesn't. <laughs> like I will get, I will draft coffee, and that is my snack. Yeah, for you, yeah, it's fair. I'll get the Check Starbucks. It. Like uh, I think it's a mocha. Uh, I don't know what it is. Frappuccino, the vanilla frappuccino. As oh, yeah. I only I ever get that in a in a gas station. If I need yeah, caffeine, calories and so much sugar. Yeah, it's awful for you. That's why I limit to gas station visits. Also, surprised like Gardettos could have been on the list. What is that? I do not know. Oh, what you've that never is. had Gardettos. Have yeah. a bag of Gardettos. It'll change your life. Like I, and, I'm still waiting for my Zap chips to get sent. That's not. Oh, that's a that's a that's good. Been two years. Years. That's a good shout. That's been two years, but I'm still waiting. They so, were expired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Gardettos are Gardettos. good. I'm excited for the poll on this. I think this will be close. I think I run away with it. Yeah, I think you do too. I think Shame. people might push back on your last two picks. Also, uh, sour gummy worms are good. I don't know if that's a second round pick though. Well, okay, switch it with Doritos, and it's a third yeah, round. Yeah, I think I think visually that would have looked better. No, but oh, I love right. sour gummy worms because you go there first, right? I was going into the gas station, right? I'm grabbing my beverage right next to it is the beef jerky. And so I'm grabbing one of those and like three steps down from the beef jerky. That's the sour gummy worms. You go around the corner on your way to the register. That's where you're grabbing your chips. If you say so. I know my gas stations, brother. Um, but that's our draft. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to vote on Twitter. Uh, let me know that I won. And all that stuff. Um, soon, if you're in the Discord, um, I, I'm starting two new fantasy football leagues. Um, so watch out for that. One is just a, a five-round Devi best ball. Uh, so it's obviously full dynasty and then just five rounds of of Devi. Um, so if you want to get involved in that, there'll be a, a something shared. It'll be on MFL because all my leagues are on MFL because uh, it's easier. And then uh, I will also have a best ball C2C league that is starting. Um, so look for that. There'll be a sign up somewhere. Uh, probably in the Discord. So join the Discord. It's completely free. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, hit the description, click that link, and join the Discord. Join. It's almost like 650 of us in there now. Um, so join all of us in there. We have a blast. It's going to be a blast with the NFL draft uh, as well, especially with the combine. That's going to be a fun one too. Um, so check that out. But let's just dive in, guys. 2024 wide receivers. Uh, I don't think we need to talk at the top too much right the top guys marvin harrison jr at the ohio state university um he is very very good at football um shane real quick like what separates him from like any other recruit I mean, he's he's on the Jamar Chase, Julio Jones, AJ Green level of prospect. I think as long as he stays healthy, he's probably going to remain on that. When you have a guy at 6'3", 190, is going to super athletic, 
he was is on Bruce Feldman's freak list. Like may have may have topped it. He was he was up you know the top. First. I think he was first. So take that in the production. Like he's going to be a top five pick in the NFL draft. Go go get him. You know he's a top three Debbie pick right now. Uh, Nelly, analytically, is there any box he doesn't check? No. Just this simply no. Good. No, yeah. it's it's looking very good for him. Yeah. No, I I am with you. He's very good. Um, second guy that we can talk about, same team, Emekic Buka. Uh, Shane, real quick, film wise, what? Because this is going to be the question that people ask, right? What separates him from Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Why is he not viewed in that same light as, as Marvin Harrison Jr.? Ibuka played a lot out of the slot. He played kind of JSN's role when Jackson Smith and Jigbo went down at Ohio State. And Ibuka is was good at that. I think he has you – know, he's a five-star recruit. He has kind of the size and the hands – but he's not the you know superb outside athlete, make you know crazy ball skills type of player. Like Buka has the production, you know, really solid route runner. He got open pretty easily. He did see a lot of one on ones. Um, I, I think his route running explosiveness were very good. But to get over a thousand yards and have you know Marvin Harrison there. Double digit touchdowns this year. I, I think I think Ibuka is a little bit underrated in some circumstances. We'll see what happens with a new quarterback this year. But I feel pretty confident. He's not an elite player, but I'd say right now, you know, if, if the twenty four draft was tomorrow, I think Amike Buka is a first round pick. Nelly analytics on uh, Emeka Buka still has some work to do to have that really solid analytical profile or is if he has another season like this one he's basically set the latter for sure his profile is very very similar production wise to marvin harrison jr uh and being on the same team we like we don't have to worry about like being products of different sorts of offenses like he's legit i think people forget that he was a higher recruit than marvin harrison jr was it was close they were both high recruits but Ibuka is legit in his own right he's a good returner he returns punts for ohio state he returns some kicks too uh he's productive like he's a uh, he adds value in the ground game as well he's t- he took a couple reverses to the house this year i believe like that shows a certain level of dynamism uh, that is that is super valuable. I would say he is much more likely than not to be a first round pick in the NFL draft next year. At this point, I the when we have the NFL Combine for the twenty four class, the one thing you're going to notice is you're going to say, "Holy crap, Egbuka is like a lot faster than Marvin Harrison Jr." And like that's true. Egbuka is faster than Marvin Harrison Jr. But like that's not a knock on Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, Ibuka is just really, really fast. But I think people are going to be like, oh, my God, he is really fast. Like, I think that's that's something that people are definitely going to note. Uh, let's look at a, a couple skinnies. Got to talk about two skinnies here. Um, now, I don't think these guys are necessarily similar players, but curious to see if you see any similarities between the two Shane film wise that Xavier worthy the wide receiver out of Texas is is the skinniest and then uh, one of our second skinnies is Troy Franklin the wide receiver out of Oregon 
only clocking in at about 178 pounds, but he is 6'3 as well. Um, so just talk about those two guys, Shane. Do you see any similarities between them, or are they two completely different players? I think they're pretty different in how they're used. Uh, we, we saw Worthy with the great freshman season of this past year for Xavier Worthy was rough, and a lot of it was on him. It was not because of Quinn Ewers. It wasn't because the quarterback play was worthy dropping passes, being out of position. It kind of looks sluggish. And when you're 164, 165 pounds, like you better dominate. You better be Devonta Smith and dominate. And I don't think Xavier Worthy did that this past year. I think Troy Franklin plays bigger than he is. Like I wouldn't say that Xavier Worthy does that. But I, I when I watch Troy Franklin, I think I'm watching 190 pound you know, 195 pound guy. And, and he's not, maybe it's cause he's taller. He's a longer, um, but he was kind of used more down the field almost as a, a deep threat at times with Bo Nix and this Oregon offense. I think we see a little bit more versatility this upcoming year for Troy Franklin. I, it, it, it's tough for me to project either of them. Cause I feel like Troy Franklin, Troy Franklin from Oregon could blow up there. They should have a good offense. He could blow up and end up being a top three receiver in this class, be a first round pick. Um, worthy, I almost feel like kind of Keyshawn Boutte esque. We're going to really rely on that freshman season for him. And I think it's going to be tough to put it together. Texas is, keeps adding more receivers, AD Mitchell. Um, it, it's going to be interesting because I, I don't think, I think it's a tear break right now after the two Ohio State guys and um, Worthy and Franklin are sitting atop that second tier, and there's a lot of competition. Nelly, analytics on these two. Check boxes. How are they doing? Uh, they're very different analytically. I would. I don't agree um, with Shane necessarily on Worthy. I, I, I still think he's part of the second tier. Um, I would take a gook over him, but I still am very much a fan of Xavier Worthy. Um, his freshman season wasn't just good. It was phenomenal. It was like top 10 in the past 20 years in terms of market share. And that list of players that he's in he's uh he's sharing that company with are all like very very good nfl wide receivers um it was his freshman season was as good as marvin harrison jr's and make buka's sophomore season that that have had them rising like crazy um undoubtedly dropped off in the second season right but he still had nearly two yards per team pass attempt like that is that is at expectation for a top 24 wide receiver in the nfl so Yes, lower than our expectations were for him, worse than the previous year, but still not awful. Like it was his season this year, production wise, was equivalent to Troy Franklin's season this year, which was his better year of of Troy Franklin's two years so far. So I still think Xavier Worthy is very clearly the wide receiver three in this class. Um, Troy Franklin's the four. I think it's a pretty massive gap. He, He was out expectation this year. His freshman season was very quiet. Um, and I think you can project him pretty well this this third year to continue to grow with Bo Nix and improve. And he he has recruiting pedigree that that kind of um, that kind of fuels that as well. But I do think there's a pretty sizable gap between the two. I I would kind of argue that that after Troy Franklin, I think there's an there's a pretty big tear break for me, right? Because it it's it's the difference of like the known versus the like projection on the rest of the receivers, right? Like a lot of things have to go right for the rest of these receivers um, to, to vault themselves up to kind of the same value wise during the Debbie season. Obviously anything can happen in the NFL draft, right? Um, 
but the the next guy that comes on the list, um, Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver out of LSU, um, just a dynamic playmaker. Um, Shane, what do you see on his tape that that lets you, you know, have more confidence in him than to kind of take that step over some of these other guys? Off the field issues aside, he was arrested for a weapons charge. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, that aside, I think Malik Neighbors has the requisite athleticism and really that end to the season. I mean, the last four games, he was absolutely phenomenal, including against Georgia and Texas A&M, uh, which, which are you know two defenses that I, I want to see a guy really dominate. Uh, Neighbors has the, the body control, the explosion off the line, the athleticism, uh, the range he has. He looked like a legitimate top 20 NFL draft pick in this last four games. So if he can do that for an entire year as the wide receiver one, then I'm in. I think the expectations are high in the Debbie community, maybe rightfully so. Maybe we're a little too high on him. Maybe I am too. But I think neighbors probably more than anyone else outside of this top five has that potential. Nelly, numbers-wise, looking at a guy like Malik Neighbors, how, how do we feel? Yeah, surprisingly good, actually. Um, this past year, his stronger year, at expectation for top 24 wide receivers. He also, I don't think people realize, he had a pretty solid freshman year. He had over a yard per team pass attempt, which is, um, which is, which is solid, right? Showing that production right away, especially in a very crowded LSU wide receiver room. It's the second best freshman season that we have on this list out of wide receivers we've talked about so far, uh, only behind Xavier Worthy. Uh, and again, he's, I, I mentioned this with Ibuka as well, but he's shown um, ability in, in the return game, which, which again, kind of demonstrates a certain athleticism, a certain dynamism um, that is coveted by, by the NFL. Uh, analytically, he shows better than Troy Franklin, right? And he's, he's kind of done it against uh, stronger wide receivers in his wide receiver room. So I think there's definitely an argue to be made for to have him above Troy Franklin. Shane mentioned the, the the weapons charge. We'll see what happens there. It's not ideal. I don't think the NFL will like it either, but I'm kind of talking myself into having him above Troy Franklin, to be honest, because analytically he, he is significantly stronger. So I'm going to give you three wide receivers here. Uh, feel free to just talk about your favorite, talk about your least favorite. Uh, either way, doesn't make a difference to me. Um, we have to talk about the transfer to USC. Um, that's one of Nelly's favorite players in this world. And Dorian Singer. Um, Got to talk about him. Got to talk about um, Dominique Lovett, the wide receiver at Georgia. And then Romeo Dunze, wide receiver at Washington. You can throw in Jalen McMillan in the conversation if you really want to. Like, how do you feel about those guys, Shane? Like, tape-wise, is there anyone that kind of separates themselves, or are all of them, they kind of need this this season to go well? You're muted, Shane. Yeah, you know, I think they need this season to go well. I do think that Romeo Dunze probably has the best chance to to jump. If you told me one of those players is going to be the wide receiver two in this class, I think it's going to be a Dunze. You have a player that's over 200 pounds that runs as fast as he does, 4-4 flat, had a couple gigantic games. 
and all almost all of Washington's offense is back outside a couple offensive line spots. You mentioned Jalen McMillan coming back for Washington, but they also have Michael Penix, who we talked about two weeks ago. Like this offense is going to be really good. So I, I, I could see Romain Dunze putting up 1,500 yards and 12 touchdowns. And you're like, this guy's big, he's fast, he's productive. Like, let's let's bump him up there. So he's probably my favorite of that group. Um, and I, I think we could see an ascension from a Dunze going forward. Nelly, who's your guy out of that list? Oh, it's tough. I love both those transfers there. I mean, you you said I uh, you said that my guy was Singer, so I guess I'll talk about Singer. Um, uh, he, I mean, analytically, he shows very well. He did it on an underrated Arizona offense uh, as a freshman. Not much target competition. He had almost two yards per team pass attempt, which is above expectation for a top twenty-four NFL wide receiver. Sophomore year, he had another really good year, right? He had over a thousand yards this year. He had a good market share. He did that against or across from five star Ted McMillan, a wide receiver, and Jacob Cowling, who is also a very, very good wide receiver in his own right and is in, the, in this class. The thing with Singer is transferring to USC, I think that provides massive opportunity to. To, re, for, to to get exposure, right? He, he has a chance to be Caleb Williams' number one wide receiver. Uh, he has the potential, in large part because of the situation, but also because of talent, to lead the nation in receiving yards because that receiving room is so wide open. If he can step in, step into the Jordan Addison role and stay healthy, he's got – He's good. He's a good contested catch wide receiver, but he's also able to get open uh, at, at deeper levels of the field. I think he could be a pretty big riser in large part because playing alongside Caleb Williams is going to provide a ton of national exposure. Yeah. So let, let's move on. Everyone else we haven't talked about, Shane. Who's a guy or two that that you think uh, we need to have on our radar um, that either can really ascend or maybe a guy that has you know, has been on the Debbie radar that uh, maybe has been a little disappointing as well. I, yeah, I think there's a handful of guys. That's pretty good. Um, I, I like Aranda Gadsden the second out of Syracuse, 6'5", 220, tight end. He, be, he plays in line sometimes at Syracuse. Probably going to play wide receiver in the NFL, but pretty athletic. You know, he might not have the long speed, but has kind of the short area quickness and explosion. People probably aren't watching him. And I think he's definitely a name to know. Uh, you know, I, I really like Juice Wells, the receiver out of South Carolina, who kind of blew up late in the year at a couple blow up games, Antoine Wells Jr. Um, and he's back with Spencer Rattler in, in that offense for South Carolina, though they're getting a new coordinator, hopefully might even help a little bit. Then I know that the Debbie world seems a buzz with Devontae Walker, uh, from North Carolina, kind of the, the, the transfer up uh, for him to North Carolina from Kent State, maybe taking over that Josh Downs role. People are excited. So a couple, couple names to keep on the radar. I think there's a lot of potential, but any of these players left can kind of fall off too. Nelly, how about you? Who's a guy or two for you? Well, I'll tell you what. I was going to go Tez Walker out of UNC. Um, so just briefly, great athlete. He has a chance to be Drake May's number one receiver there. I mean, that, that provides a lot of opportunity. Um, a couple other guys I really like Keon Coleman out of Michigan state, uh, also plays basketball. I, he's 
six three at least. I, I don't know his exact measurements, but he's a good jump ball wide receiver. He was super productive this year. Uh, and that was across from Jaden Reed, who who was expected to be the alpha wide receiver there. I think uh, I think Keon Coleman actually outperformed him this year. Uh, so pretty underrated there. Another name, J. Michael Sturdivant, transferring to UCLA from Cal. Uh, has the chance to be a number one wide receiver at at Cal, or at UCLA this year for what I would expect to be a good offense, whether it's um whether it's uh, Dante Moore quarterback or whether it's the Kent State transfer uh, whose name is escaping me at the moment, um, which is sad because I really like him. But anyway, he had a good year last year at Cal, uh, and Cal's Cal's not very good, but he he kind of ascended that offense. Uh, I think he has a chance. There's, I mean, there's like. That wide receiver room is wide open. There's going to be production to go around. I think he could really step in. He's got kind of prototypical wide receiver size. Um, he was he was a pretty high recruit too. He was a four star. So I think there's a lot of upside opportunity there. So since each of you guys gave two names, I'm going to give you two. Uh, this is a guy that I dogged on a lot after his freshman year at Arizona State, but transfers to to Florida State and just played out of his mind. Johnny Wilson the wide receiver at Florida State. Uh, I don't think we have a bigger wide receiver in this class. Uh, he's 6'7", 235. Um, but, like, he's not as slow as I would assume a 6'7 guy to be. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, he's 6'7", he's probably going to be, like, a little bit slower. Like, he's been pretty solid. Um. So that that's one guy. On the flip side, this is a guy that I still might not have the best production this year, mainly because he's at Michigan, and no Michigan wide receiver ever has good production. But Roman Wilson is an exciting player and incredibly fast. Um, I like Roman Wilson a lot. I think he's a really, really fun player. And if you told me, like, oh, you who's that guy that ends up going like second or third round because he like maybe doesn't have the production, but like tears up the combine. They find out that he's basically one of the most athletic wide receivers that, that we have in this class. Like there's a good chance it's Roman Wilson. Like he's very, very fast and athletic and he's just really good. Um, I would love for uh, him to get the ball a little more often, but you know, we're dealing with Michigan and Michigan wide receivers. So that's probably not going to happen. He's super athletic, though. I mean, he's he's gonna make it to the NFL. Oh yeah, way. it doesn't matter if he has production or not. You know, like he's he's one of those fifth round picks because you're like, oh, are any of these guys gonna go to the NFL? Like Roman Wilson is. There's no scenario where Roman Wilson doesn't play in the NFL, and like worst case scenario, he's returning punts. Right, right, like because he can do that too. <laughs> like he is so incredibly athletic. Um, so that's what we got. Any other talk on these uh, 24 wide receivers? No, it's, it's good. I'm excited for this to shake out. I think, I think it's going to, that kind of middle tier will shake out um, pretty early on. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see it first one or two games, right? There's a chance we'll even see some of it shake out before the season even starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Shane, let's get into our uh, history minute here. Let's do it. I, I have a question for you guys before I get into it. What, what, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever purchased? 
What do you think? Shane gave us this prompt before the show, and it has not made it any easier to come <laughs> up with trying an to answer. Get, you know, something like we've all bought something, something weird, right? Well, I guess, yeah, like, yeah. As Kane ponders, I my answers are not inspiring, but I bought two things from my bookshelf behind me from my from my background that are incredibly useless i bought a, a color cube that has three different colors on its faces blue red and yellow and depending on the angle you look at it you can see different colors i'll like never touch it and probably barely ever look at it um waste of money and i also got this like weird wire like st- statue toy thing and you just spin it and it like makes cool shapes but like i don't just sit there and spin it so again waste of a purchase um if you come if you come watch our second podcast you'll be able to see it in the background obviously you can't see it while you're listening um but use your imagination i see there's so many different ways to go with like weird purchases um like the most recent lazy purchase i had um my wife got it for me for her uh for valentine's day i talked to these guys about it um, it's a stand for my Kindle, so my Kindle can just be in front of my face. And then I have a Bluetooth page turner. <laughs> so I don't have to move to hit the button to turn the page. Um, so, like, that's probably up there. Also, about four or five years ago, I bought a Tamagotchi. <laughs> Again. Is it still living? Is it? Oh no, I lost it. <laughs> it's hundred percent dead. Yeah, uh, that's probably it. I mean, I have a I have a couple just from work from directing musicals. I once bought a um, bought a deer head from some guy's trailer and I drive to <laughs> West Virginia to per- to purchase this uh, this deer head, and he brought me into a room of just like animal heads uh i was like oh this i could die here i could be murdered like it was it was that kind of experience but it it, it still doesn't hit my my history minutes um jacques bellinger bought a a mummified human head um and in in 2010 two journalists knocked on his door he's 84 years old to tell him be, whose head this was and it actually ended up being he didn't know this was actually King Henry the Fourth's head of France. So when the French Revolution happened in 1793, you know, if you know anything about the French Revolution, the guillotine was was very common to to chop off the heads of the wealthy and uh, royalty, and a lot of people, you know, stole some of these heads uh, as you know to sell later, make a little bit of money, and so King Henry the the Fourth's head kind of got passed around um, over time. And in 1955, Jacques Bellinger bought this mummified head, didn't know who it was, for 5,000 um, francs. And these these two journalists tracked down, they basically followed the history and tracked down King Henry's head and were like, wow, this guy actually bought his head and showed up uh, at his door to tell him, hey, you have the, the King of France's head. And scientists took it, they scanned it, and uh, returned King Henry the Fourth's head back to his tomb. So he was just out five thousand smackers. 
Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, he got to keep it for like 55 years. I mean, it's, it's pretty good, right? Yeah, he has me beat. His purchase was a little more uh, interesting. <laughs> a little weird. I don't know if I would ever like just buy a mummified head, especially not knowing whose head it was. Like, <laughs> man, it's, just, it's a really old head. Like, great. Good. Let me keep that. Uh, here's, here's another weird purchase for you. Uh, I hate going into Hobby Lobby. Like just in general, it's not my store. I'm not a crafty person. Um, but the things you can buy in there, you can buy replacement doll arms. That's what weird. a time. That's something about like doll creepy dolls just creeps me. So out. I would just hide them over all over our apartment when we still lived <laughs> in the apartment. And Whitney hated it. Or, like, she would be doing something and I would just put it on my finger and, like, rub her arm. She's like, you got to stop. Uh, so then we brought them to uh, where we ended up getting married and we hid some in every single groomsman's uh, pockets in their suit. And they're like, this is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, well. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like it, though. That is a weird purchase. Oh yeah, it, it was like a dollar forty nine for like six doll arms. Hard to say no. That's, wild. that's, wild. Well, that's value right there. Here on the that's Debbie a, Marketplace, that's we're a all value about value. Buy. That's a value buy. <laughs> yeah, um, love it. Let, let's get into our uh, buys and sells here. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna go off the rip here, and I'm gonna start with my sell. Um, and it's it's the I'm going to sell Michael Mayer. Now, I'm not saying that like Michael Mayer is a bad player because I think he's very good. I think, um, especially as we get closer, I think people want whatever tight end to either be Brock Bowers or Kyle Pitts, right? Like, there's it's either they're like that top tier or they're nothing. Um, so while you still can, I would probably get out of Michael Mayer. Just perceived value is going to continue to drop for him, uh, regardless of his draft capital, regardless of anything. Like I think his his value is going to continue to dip. Um, and we also know that like rookie tight ends don't typically do well for fantasy football, right? So there's just another chance for him to lose his value. Um, so I'm just kind of out on Michael Mayer right now. Like if you have Devi shares, try to move it now. Um, buy back in in a year and a half if if you really want to. At least then you didn't get caught holding the bag, you know, on a tight end. Not that the bag's too big, obviously. Um, my buy, we mentioned this uh, on the uh, second pod, but my buy is Joe Burrow. I think that, like, Joe Burrow, and to an extent Jalen Hurts as well, right? Like the QB three and four. That's who I'm working to get to, right? I, if if that's taking QB 9, 10, 11, 12, if need be, trying to add a first to them, trying to get up to Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. Um, will it work? Maybe. Right? Will Justin Fields in the 106 get to Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts? There's a chance. It's worth, it's worth trying to do that. Um, so that's my buy. And someone I, I don't quite know about... Um, 
is let's let's just go to the Eagles and it's Dallas Goddard. Like, is Dallas Goddard going to continue to be like a large portion of that offense? Um, is he? Is there enough? Uh, passing work for two wide receivers and a tight end to be consistent. Right. I think that's my question. Um, especially when Dallas Goddard is kind of being viewed as almost like a tight end four, the overall tight end four. Um, that's where I, I kind of uh, have some questions. Whoever wants to go next, feel free. That's fair. I, I could go since it's uh combine weekend coming up my buy who two, two of the three of the people on the panel think will run the fastest 40 time at the combine is Devin a chain running back for texas a&m uh, i think if you can buy him real quick now in the debbie league before he runs you know four two something it's probably worthwhile like i'd sell Ezekiel elliott gabe davis a player like that that's kind of middling flex play by Devin a chain, he's probably going to be a top 60 pick in the NFL draft. My sell is uh, Kayshawn Boutte, the wide receiver at LSU. I, you know, I, I, I think he's being valued too highly right now by the dynasty community. And a lot of these mocks, he's going like late first round. I, I just think it's too much. I think similar to George Pickens last year, he could fall. Kayshawn Boutte could fall behind some other receivers I try to trade him for, say, a Kenny Pickett, maybe an older running back, a Nick Chubb, a Derrick Henry type. Try to offer him up because I think people are higher on Boutte. You know, trade him for Josh Downs. I, I think that's a play that you can make. My unknown is uh, Roshan Johnson, the running back out of Texas. I, I like him. I'm not sure how this combine is going to go for him if he fully participates. Uh, what he'll run is it kind of be if it's in the four fours, that's really good. I tend to think he'll be more four five five type of player. That might not sit too well with people. Maybe it starts knocking him down to day three. But I think he's talented. I think there's a chance maybe I'm underselling him and, and I'm surprised by his workout numbers. Nelly, how about you? Uh, I'm actually going to go with uh, 24 wide receivers that we didn't really talk about because um, I think there will be some names that are, we're surprised that they didn't get mentioned much. Um, my buy, you mentioned him briefly, but we didn't really talk about him. Dominic Lovett, the Missouri transfer to uh, Georgia. Um, he's a stud. He he more than doubled Luther Burns' production this past year at Missouri. People love Luther Burden. If you love Luther Burden, you better be loving on Dominic Lovett because he's a better wide receiver than Luther Burden is right now. Um, early camp reports out of Georgia are that he is unguardable. He's the best wide receiver there. Um, Georgia doesn't really feature wide receivers, but they haven't really had good wide receivers to feature. Um, I think Dominic Lovett could break that mold. I think he could have a 30% market share at Georgia on, on a top five team in the country at, at worst. I mean, two-time defending national champion. He's really good. He's a little bit smaller, so I think there might be a ceiling in terms of how high he could rise, but I would not be shocked if he was a first-round pick come next come next, uh, next offseason. Uh, my sell is Bo Collins, wide receiver at Clemson. Uh, I think there are too many mouths to feed in that offense. Uh, he could be as far down as fourth on the pecking order come come fall um, with, with, I think, Joe Nata's still there. Um, and the the two freshmen, uh, Antonio Williams, who 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 had a really good freshman year, and um, 
why can't I think of who's the other wide receiver, the freshman wide receiver uh, that everyone liked. I can't think of his name, but big guy recovered from an ACL injury, but came on strong at the back end of the year. Um, I think Bo Collins could be fourth behind all those guys. And I, some people still like him. I've seen him go like surprisingly high in Debbie drafts and C2C drafts. Like you could maybe even flip Bo Collins for Dominic Lovett. Do that in a heartbeat or like any of the wide receivers that we've named so far. I'd, I'd love to flip Bo Collins for. Um, talk about Adam Randall. Yeah, Adam Randall was a wide receiver I couldn't remember. For some reason, I'm struggling with names today. Um, that's all right. Add that to the tally. Uh, unknown Jaden Bray, wide receiver at Oklahoma State. I just don't think I can quit him. Um, I mean, I've talked about him plenty on this podcast before. He was hurt almost this entire past year. It ended up being a redshirt year for him. Um, but Oklahoma State under um, – under their their current system has featured an outside wide receiver for the past like 15 20 years he's still the guy if he's healthy anyone who came close to um putting up production in his absence this year left john paul richardson left there was a senior who who left for the draft uh stefan johnson left for houston uh jaden bray is going to be the number one wide receiver there it's just like now it's his third year. He showed showed flashes as a freshman. Did nothing as a sophomore. Is it too late for him? Um, is he going to be an alpha, or is he going to kind of not emerge? I don't know. I think he's super cheap now, so I think he's I think he's a good buy at cost, but it might be fruitless. I, I'm not sure. Gotcha. Well, that is it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. Uh, make sure to join the Discord. Uh, come talk to us about the uh, Combine as that's rapidly approaching. Uh, we just want to say thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you.